0: all right so uh we we are back here again for episode 14 of um i know what i'm talking about podcast um i've got a someone who i've been known for a while since you know since high school uh garrett white uh i appreciate you for hopping on.
1: yeah man i appreciate you for having me tonight man so first off uh
0: just tell everybody real quick um where you played during your collegiate career.
1: Okay. So I I graduated high school in 2015 and we had, me and my brother had classes at St. Phillips college right here, San Antonio. And about three days before classes started, we got a call to go play at a Juco in Victorville called Victor Valley college. And we took it. It just sounded, you know, better than St. Phillips. And, Went out there, and we had a great coach. Um, I feel that those were probably my fastest improving years were in JUCO. And I would also have to say that um, JUCO is probably one of the most, if not the most competitive level of collegiate basketball. Right,
0: yeah, I know. I was talking to other two dudes that I was talking to I know BJ, he was talking about how it was basically that was pretty much more competitive than, you know, when he got to the four year. So you would say the same thing, that the JUCO was way more competitive than when you and your brother got to the four-year?
1: Yeah, so uh, when we uh, finished up our JUCO, we signed with Bethel College in Kansas, in Newton, Kansas, and we finished our – we had three years. We registered our first year and then played the the last two – And I would just say it's just two different atmospheres, I would say. Um, Like, when you're hooping, I guess, AU in the circuit over the summer, you're trying to sign. Like, everybody's hungry, trying to compete and be better than the other team, not just for a win, but you're trying to show out, I guess, and stand out to someone. And um, I feel like JUCO is the same, but it's different. And when you get to, like, I guess your four-year college, some players get more relaxed. They're like, okay, I have four years, by my fourth year, I should be X Y Z, so I feel like a lot of. Well, I noticed a lot of people don't go as hard versus as in JUCO. You're like your time gap is shorter. You're like I have two years and I have to get out of here and then do something else versus where your four years where I made it to the school I'm at. I feel like I'm as good as I should be, and let's just hoop, you know. But so, I, I also, uh, my bad. Go ahead.
0: No, no, no. What, uh, what were you going to say? I was
1: going to say, I also feel like um sometimes coaching staff can play a big role in that, too. Like, some coaching staffs aren't as um, in the player development as others. I ran into mm-hmm. some coaching staffs that uh, weren't big on player development at all. And wow. I feel like that's where JUCO is kind of more specializes in. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to be good at something. That's what my my old coach used to say. You got to be good at something. So, if you're going to be good at one Thing or have be one attribute of one one trick pony, better be a good trick. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> can't just uh, have some things that you're okay at and you're lacking in other areas. You either have to be a solid player all around or be solid and have something that, that you're really good at to stand out.
0: Right. So going back really quick, when you saying that, you know, some weren't really, you know, big on player development. Right. What exactly were they? You know, was it just basically just getting better as a team overall, or? What, what? Um,
1: I would say I would say that the coaching staff—it was a young coaching staff or a very unexperienced, I say, in the coaching
0: uh-huh.
1: area. Um, so when I first signed to the four-year, the coach I signed to, he actually became the athletic director, and. The assistant coach moved up to the head coach, right? So I didn't necessarily play for who I signed for, but the person I played for, I guess they were like we were we we were cool. Um, that's still my guy. You know, he text he still texts me and stuff on holiday and stuff like that. We have a good relationship, but I think that me and all coaches kind of have like this, <laughs> like not this. I wouldn't call it a dispute. I, I guess we have, like, a, a, a path that we always travel. Maybe, you know?
0: maybe, maybe a love and hate type of thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's more of um, someone sees me doing, playing this role, or someone sees me playing this role, and I'm I'm more of a, however my game is that game, you know, that's just, that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what it is. You've seen me play before, Phil, you know. Just do what <laughs> comes to me, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, not that I don't feel like I can fill out a role in, on, on a team, but if if I'm scoring the ball and that's what I'm doing, I mean, I don't know why you would try and change me to a defensive player or something like that. My role right. is scoring, you know.
0: So, So, basically, he was, when the assistant coach got promoted, he kind of was trying to basically like change your role on the team basically to something
1: um no I wouldn't say that I feel like um in my four year school I think I had to create more for myself and we were kind of on a team where it was kind of had like some starvation issues in certain areas people felt like they wanted the ball more but the production wasn't there mm-hmm. and I don't know it was hard to really be a leader on certain teams, I guess if that right. makes sense. I don't, I'm not really trying to point things, you know, out of the back. But it's, it's, um, every team was different. Every year was kind of different, you know, that if you're a Hooper, but, um, certain teams just click together like the guys they're they're together on the court, off the court. And right. when, when you don't have that kind of camaraderie, it's just not, it's not the same. And it, I think it's sometimes it reflects on the play you know, especially not everybody being professional and not everybody wanting to, uh, like my four-year school, let's just put it like this, there's a lot, there wasn't many guys that wanted to play after that. Like, this, that was it for them. You okay. know, these these are ending years and ending years, and that's kind of how they treat it. So, I mean, at like a higher level, I guess you don't have that. Sometimes you do have that. It's everywhere. Right. But, you know, I think that's what the difference is in between a four-year and a and a JUCO. In a JUCO, everybody there has somewhere else to go, and it's eat or starve versus a four-year, everybody's relaxing. You're, you're really more at a competition with who's on your team, trying to fight for minutes versus trying to outshine somebody on the other side of your, your district or your conference, you know.
0: Right, yeah. So, Yeah, that team chemistry is most definitely on and off the court. That is integral most definitely. Yeah. So, you know, when you – you know, when y'all were – before y'all signed to uh, the four-year in Kansas. Bethel, yeah. Yeah. What were, – were there any other schools that were in play, like, at at the same time?
1: Yeah, so um being out in California, <laughs> we only really got to come home for Christmas and it was hard for, like, the family to come watch us play and stuff like that. So we had a lot of D2s. In California, I had a total of thirteen offers. Wow, um I had one in Maine, but majority of them were in um California, yeah, majority of them were in California, but the one in maine it was it was cool, but again, it's far it' oh. cold but it was cold in Kansas, but Maine is <laughs> man <laughs> it's so, out there.
0: um did you ever try and you know you know push to? The- maybe get a D2 school to look at you here in Texas, you know, since you wanted to be closer to your family and, you know, make it easier for them to travel and come see you play?
1: Yeah, I did. I looked at a a couple of the options. I looked at, like, UT Tyler. I went to, like, UTPB, and Mm -hmm. it just didn't work out. That was really before, I guess, um, my JUCO. And then I I was kind of – I ain't going to lie, I was kind of (laughs) salty. Not that I didn't want to go back to Texas, but I was like, yeah, I ain't get me, so y'all can't have me. Right, type of deal. But I, I, I also like the, the fact of like traveling, seeing other places, and that if I could get somewhere see. around Texas, I could always go back, you know. Okay. And the Kansas deal is kind of like a bundle deal. Like, I signed, it was me and my brother, and we had another teammate, so it was cool to sign, like, a good group deal and go play together and stuff. Okay,
0: so it was basically like a win-win situation. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, what was it kind of about the school in Kansas? Like, was it you know the recruiting, how the coaches were talking to you? What was it that was
1: more um, about? Honestly, that? it was more the the fact that it was closer to home, and we could. It was like a bundle deal because some of the schools in California, some of them either wanted me or they wanted Greg. Didn't want me, wanted Greg. Um. scholarships were good there Mm -hmm. um it wasn't necessarily the recruitment of the team because i felt like it was a team that like if i were to join i would it would be something me making it better
0: okay right
1: um that's also what i kind of noticed like not that i wanted to go to school to be the man but i like you know, I like I like to fight sometimes uphill battle in, in basketball. I think it makes it challenging and it makes you a, a better player. Oh you yeah, know? definitely. You got that competitiveness in you. Yeah, it puts you in a in a tough spot and it makes you a better player. And um, I think I did that in JUCO a lot. Like the way our JUCO, we had a, a crazy JUCO story, man. I honestly feel like we could have been the first last chance you before it was last chance you. <laughs> Like there's so many crazy JUCO stories that I have, man. It's it's really unreal. Like I could go on and on. Like our our coach, he's really the, the the main center part of our stories, man. He's such a character. He actually passed away our first year at our four year, and it was it was pretty crazy. And that kind of changed the path on how I view basketball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was, I was pretty close to him, and he. I feel like he expanded my game right. to such a horizon. My second year in Juco, I would say I was probably, if I had to um, close my career, I was probably my prime, man. I was probably my best. Then I was very athletic. guys. As you know, I broke my leg my sophomore, summer, junior year. And coming back from that, it was really like my first first time playing back, and he got me right, man. Mm-hmm. I was a monster. My freshman year, I was I was third in the state of California for three point percentage.
0: In the in the the conference in, for
1: Ju- for JUCO, no, for JUCO.
0: Oh okay. wow, okay. California JUCO, yeah. So did y'all have like a lot of Division one transfers from like at you school?
1: I wouldn't say at my school, no, but we played a good amount of bounce backs. Uh huh. If I- that makes sense.
0: No, no, no yeah, I um, got. You.
1: Like, I got to see Trevor Dunbar playing person. People like that, like, bounced back and went back to, like, Cali. California JUCO is very competitive. Like, I mean, it's, it's also different from, like, your average JUCO, like, here in Texas. Like, here in Texas, there's, you know, on-campus living dorms, whereas in California, there's some schools have dorms, I guess, JUCO, but, like, a lot of them don't. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know, it's a different vibe. It's hard to explain. You got to kind of witness it. But it's very competitive, and there's a lot of older people like me i was you know, I was the youngest one on my team, like I had people that's twenty seven twenty six twenty five and the kids their wife at the game, you know what I'm saying like it was crazy bro
0: damn that's I didn't even know they even let you well i mean
1: yeah it's junior, it's junior college community college, so like anybody you know what I'm saying, people come back like as a guy, he went to the military. Came back, worked on an oil rig, and then he was playing with us. Like, but well, he lived three lives, and then came back to hoop and JUCO. Right. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> so,
0: out of you know, all, you know, the two years when you were at the JUCO, and the three years when you were at uh, B- um, Bethel, who was like the best player that you came across? That you, you know, you share the court with, even if they were even like on the opposing team.
1: That's that's a tough question. That's a tough question. I think you would have to, you have to give me a feel. You have to give it. You have to narrow it down because I can't just say who is the best.
0: Well, you would have to narrow it down because you would know all the names.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you a good player that's still, I guess, still hooping and stuff and went professional. Um, Cam Hunt. He played for Southwest or Southwestern College in Kansas Mm -hmm. in the four year. That's just a dude. um, He actually went to Germany and got like Defensive Player of the Year and stuff over there. Okay. He just. He just. He hit a lot of tough shots. He could create shots well. If that makes sense. Like I love player that could create shots created his own shot and be open, but like bro hit a lot of tough contested shots if that makes sense, like he made a lot of tough buckets, and that's I guess that's easy to say, but like you have to watch you gotta watch the film- you gotta watch the footage
0: right, so basically he you would just say he was just
1: the he's... just too comfortable he he was too comfortable, he get to a spot and that shot, the- yeah, and it's just it's just the same thing over and over.
0: Now, one other thing I wanted to ask, you know, going back to when you were talking about um, maybe possibly coming back to Texas to play at a four-year. Right. Were you maybe – was it crossing your mind or you and your brother's mind to possibly um, walk on at a D2 here in Texas?
1: Um, I think – with all the the offers that I was getting from California, I think there was kind of like a standard set. Yeah. What we were open to, and it just wasn't coming from the Texas region. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I also like our exposure and like the marketing, if you were to say, um, wasn't really put down there like that. Had YouTube or whatever, you know, you can send whatever to a coach, but you get your feedback from your feedback, I guess. And there's a lot of politics me personally, I guess that's part of basketball that I I would say I disagree with. Um, uh, because if I could put the ball in the hole, somebody doesn't have to tell someone else that I could do that. Like, you should be able to watch me put the ball in the hole, exactly yourself, you know. And so, um, people probably gonna boo me for that, but that's my personal <laughs> opinion about you know, even like professional sports, man. It's just the worst part about it, like, is the politics. I mean, no, it's that's always gonna be involved
0: no matter what, no matter what sport it is, to be honest with you. But um so last question I got for you. Um what would you say is your greatest accomplishment as a basketball player? Hmm,
1: my greatest accomplishment. <clears throat> um No, it's tough. I guess, I guess one of them could be – I guess i have two. One of them yeah. is playing with my brother my whole entire career. Right. You know, that's something growing up. People yeah. just, I guess, messing with us, like, you can't always be with him forever. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but we hooped, we hooped together, though. That was my teammate, man. It happened. Guard. Yeah. And then I would say um, being a 1,000-point scorer, Oh, that's I, big. That's big. That that'd probably be something that I'm I'm happy about. Uh, a little salty. My school didn't want to take fully recognize. They 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 shot me. I recognized me, but they didn't want to give me a ball and everything. Man, I was kind of salty. It's sad I didn't score all my points there, but all the dubs count. I feel like. Wow. You're saying, but I am very uh, very proud of that. No matter what level you're at,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you have to put put the ball in the hole that many times. You know. And part of
0: that. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate you for hopping on. Most definitely, man. I, I appreciate you, you know, for taking time out of your day to do this. Most definitely.
1: Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me, man. It's a blessing.
0: Yes, sir, man. Hey, uh, I will most be back next week, hopefully next week with a new guest. We see what happens you know, people don't flake. But, yeah, most definitely. Garrett, I, I appreciate you most definitely again.
1: Um yes, sir. I tap in with my boy Phil. We'll edit uh, <laughs> that part. Tap with my boy Phil. <laughs> on, I know what I'm talking about, man.
0: Hey, man, I appreciate you once again, man. I appreciate you. And, you know, yeah, tap in next week, man. Next week, hopefully next week, man.
1: Same here.